see Tria recognize Tria. And I hope Tria are recognizing the fact that there's a world where sports and culture have collided. And therefore, the underground sports kings exist because of such. And with that being said, we want to welcome you to tune in to listen to the underground sports kings every Saturday here on Anchor, hosted by Dwayne Sutton, a.k.a. Woe, Rose Mo, Tails, and the one and only DT. You don't want to miss out on the show that's going to collide sports and culture just the way it deserves to be brought to you. Tune in to the Underground Sports King Show and make sure you're keeping it true. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another week, another episode of UGSK. The Underground Sports Kings are in the building. We got DT in the building. Say what's happening? What up, fam? What's going on? Kels is in the building. Hey, what it do? What the business is? Man, it's another week and we in the lab cooking, cooking, cooking. Because you know that's what we does. We're going to talk it. We're going we gonna to bring it. And I hope y'all ready. Uh, we gonna be on our stuff, man. College football is, is rolling right now, man. We got the NBA rolling. We got the NFL doing this thing, and uh, some name changes going on in Major League Baseball. Now y'all care. Anyway, um, but now, man, we got a, a, a packed show for y'all. Y'all make sure y'all don't go anywhere because we loaded, man. So again, Kells. Yeah, DT. You know what it is, we show love, we get this work in, but y'all make sure you tune into the Underground Sports Kings every weekend on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker. Make sure you share, 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 spread the love. Um, we gonna do our thing, man. We gonna handle our business. Um, Kale's 10 toes down, right? There you go, Taylor Boy 02. On everything. That's what it is. Kale's ten toes down on Instagram, um, Facebook. You catch me on Facebook. Facebook. Yeah, but I be on for Okay, all right. And uh, of course, you know what it is, man. It's your boy, it's your host, Woe Hill, man. I am Woe Podcast. Y'all make sure y'all go back and catch up on that right there, cause it's funky over there. You know what it is. But anyway, now that we got all the the pleasantries out the way, man. We can go ahead and we're going to dive straight off into uh, NCAA football. The season that, for some reason, just won't die. Uh, <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm been on record. I've been saying this. I felt like football just shouldn't have happened, period. Um, with the pandemic going on, this has just been shaky ground for everybody. Um, I do feel like there have been some... The playing field has been a little un- uneven for some some people. Wait, and uh, but you know it is what it is at this point now, man. They've made it this far. I mean, games have been canceled left and right. Uh, I think we had a, a, a top twenty-five game be canceled this week. If I'm not mistaken. That's right. So since Cincinnati did get canceled, uh, yes, Cincinnati is in the, in the top. Michigan, Ohio State got canceled. That was that was in the game. They really no, nah, nah, I mean, it's a, it's a rival but, game. but these That's, are still it's no, a rival game. But Ohio, oh, Ohio State is ranked for uh, Texas A&M, Ole Miss got canceled with postponed. Excuse me. That's a fifth ranked team. So I mean, like these are some big time games, and because it is rivalry rivalry weekend, um, you know, OU and uh, West Virginia, OU is sitting at number eleven. These games needed to happen. Um, hopefully, it doesn't hurt too many people. I know Indiana. They were a team, you know, trying to fight their way in. I mean, it's Purdue, but still, every win counts. Every win matters. Yeah. And uh, Texas and, and Kansas, that's that's the number twenty ranked team, Texas. Uh, shout out to the Longhorns, man, uh, who have said that they will be bringing back uh, their head coach for next season as well. Um, <laughs> but we got some talking to do about who should and shouldn't be returning. Boy. Um, let's get into these top 25 scores, man. Let me go ahead and give you this right quick. We had Alabama, the number one 
uh, versus Arkansas, 52 to three. This game was pretty much over in the first quarter, 10-3. Then Alabama said, you know what, let's really go ahead and unload on them in the second quarter. They put up 28 straight points. Matter of fact, Arkansas 3 was all they scored the entire game, so Alabama scored 35, 42 points. Unanswered. I mean, Arkansas 3 is it. What you got? Hey. <laughs> Keep it moving. Um, the, the, big, the big dog of the, of the weekend for me. LSU, Florida. Uh, shout out. Go Tigers. You know what it is. That's my SEC team. Um, LSU pulls out the upset over number six, Florida Gators. 37-34 over a bonehead move. Over a bonehead move by one of their special teams players. I, sir, I'm not even going to call you name. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, because you know what? Matter of fact, I'm going to get you later. Got something special for you. But 37-34, Kales, you are the lone Gator fan in the room. You right. How you, you feeling right. about that, man? Uh, well, I think that was the end of the season right there. Like, uh, it don't even matter what you do against Alabama at this point. Like, you're not going to get in the playoffs after taking that L. But we've already – I mean, Florida's offense has been carrying them throughout the year. The defense has just been really inconsistent from game to game, man. Sometimes you, you get it. Sometimes you – you get put thirty some points on you just like that. Yeah, just like that. And that's <laughs> this, a incon- this is an inconsistent LSU offense team. So that's what kind of just that threw me for a loop right there. Yeah. Um. Shout out Kyle Trash. He was inconsistent with that throwing, but to put up almost five hundred yards passing. Uh, twenty nine for forty seven, four seventy four, two touchdowns. Um, Kadarius Tony nine receptions, one eighty two. And a touchdown. But there was also a big question about that game. Arguably the biggest. Uh, you mean the wide receiver? The tight end. Yeah, the matchup yeah, problem. The He's the biggest matchup problem in all of college football. Didn't even dress out. Right. And in a game where it looks like you needed to win a shootout, your biggest offensive weapon was on the sideline begging to get in the game that you never decided. Even at halftime, he could have dressed out. No. So, reasoning. as a coach, with the season on the line, now I know they were saying that uh, he had been taking some shots. Uh, some felt like some of the shots that he had been taking, people targeting him, actually trying to purposely injure him. Um, so, um, Muschamp felt like, let me go ahead and save him for the SEC championship. Doesn't do you no good to plan for the SEC championship if you don't make it there. Because Florida's second loss of the season is also their second loss in the conference. Um, but they own a tiebreak over the only other team, yeah, they, which yeah. is Georgia. So they're going to get it. The they'll, they'll get it regardless. Well, the SEC championship is, is this weekend coming up. So, yeah. yeah like but they, still, they you, get in for that you're not going to make that top, the, the CFP spot. You, um, you just, I don't think they ever, I don't really think they would have. Because even if they, if they would have lost and then beat Alabama. Alabama. I mean, well, now Florida would have got in because they they yeah, would have won. If they won, won this game, they would have won this game. They would have won this game. They would have got in. Yeah, they would have got in because we know Notre Dame is going to lose. So let's move forward. Yeah, uh, nine ranked Georgia versus twenty fifth ranked Missouri, who only scored fourteen points in the second quarter. That is all they scored. Forty nine fourteen Bulldogs. Uh, any thoughts on that, man? Nope. Okay. <laughs> Simple as that. Yeah. Uh, here's the game that honestly, man, I'm gonna go ahead and give a shout out real quick. <laughs> shout out Hasburg. Shout out H Town. You know what it is, bro. The bird. It, it is what it is. Robert Gillespie, the running backs coach for the University of North Carolina, who put his studs on display against the University of Miami as. And I'm, I'm going to say this. I'm going to word this as properly as possible. North Carolina ran over the University of Miami. As a as a uh, Seminole fan, uh, I feel good to even say that, though. So, shout out to the Tar Heels for that. I know you, DT, probably don't even want to do that. But. They, 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 they ran over, ran through, <laughs> ran around. Can you run under? Like, they might have ran under, too. Like, yo, them numbers... <laughs> Yo, okay, so first of all, I'm going to give a shout-out to Sam Howe. 
14 to 19, 223, and a touchdown. So your your quarterback has a very efficient game with a QBR of 94-3, and and you like, hey, that's a good game. That's a good game. But then your running backs, Michael Carter, 24 carries, 308 yards. The running back, y'all. Uh-uh, put an S on that. Two touchdowns because Javante Williams jumped in, 23 carries, 236, three touchdowns. Both of them had a long of 65 yards. Those two backs alone combined for 544 yards of rushing yard in the game. Shout out again, Robert Gillespie. Get what's happening, fam? Um, hey, man, somebody has got to have an OC position available for this man. It is about time he moved up in the ranks. This is somebody who's been working up on the, uh, the likes of Steve Spurrier when he was at Florida, when he was at uh, South Carolina. He's coached at Tennessee. Uh, he's had Alvin Kamara. He's had Marcus Lattimore. And and these two, right? come on, man. The resume is deep for Robert Gillespie. I'm shouting out. We need to push that campaign for real. Gillespie needs to be somebody's OC at a Power 5 school. That's all I'm saying. Um, any thoughts on that, Kills? I think it speaks for itself, man. <laughs> 500. <laughs> you, anytime you get two backs... That remind me of like Ronnie, Ronnie, uh, Ronnie Brown. Can't let me. Make it, make it all. Get two power running backs like that. Well, you like how he just did hey. the war eagle out there. Woo! Hey, I got, I got to rip as hey, much as I, I can. I remember them boys. Hey, they, they was, a, it was a problem. It was a problem. I thought they were gonna be a bigger problem when they got to the NFL, but you know it is what it is on that. All right, uh, we got to keep it moving. Coastal Carolina is ranked thirteenth. They hang on to beat Troy. 42-38. I think that is really not really help. That's not helping their case at all. No. Uh, Troy's, Troy's a good football team. Is, but. That loss puts them under 500. <laughs> Excuse me. But um, to to say that you are worthy of moving up in the ranks, you can't barely beat Troy by four points. Uh, your defense didn't show up. Uh, your offense had to carry out of the, against Troy. I mean, okay. Good, good luck to you. Um, 14th ranked Northwestern versus the Fighting Illini, Illinois. 2018, mm, nothing special there. I mean, when the highlight of your passing top performance is 4 of 8 for 86 yards for Isaiah Williams as Illinois. Um, USC and UCLA, they do battle in the rivalry game. USC 15th ranked hangs on 43-38. It is always good to see the West Coast do their best when they, uh, when they meet up. Um, Wisconsin, 28-7. They lose to 16-ranked Iowa, uh, who is sitting right now 6-2 in the Big Ten as well. Uh, we have San Diego State and BYU. BYU is 18-ranked. They, they beat San Diego State 28-14. And uh, we have Utah upsetting the 21st-ranked Colorado Buffaloes, 38-21. Uh, that... In itself, Utah sitting at two and two in the Pac-12, uh, handed handed the Buffaloes their first loss, uh, not only of the season but also within the conference. And then what Oklahoma State did to Baylor, the twenty-second ranked Oklahoma State, school uh, <laughs> forty-two to three, three. It's been a bad year in football, man. Did you even hinge? <laughs> Man, but again, like I said, those were the top 25 uh, wins and losses for certain teams. Well, have those canceled, postponed games. We're down to the last two minutes left. Fellas, what are your thoughts right now on the, stat- on the status of college football, man? We going to make it? Yeah, we going to make it. I mean, they, they going to make us make it. Ohio State about to play in the championship game this coming weekend. Like, they only played five, but it's about to be a six-game plan. Six. I, I'm glad you mentioned it. Let me go ahead and make sure I do that real quick. The top four right now has come out. Number one, Alabama, 10-0. Two, Notre Dame, 10-0. Three, Ohio State sitting at 5-0. And, and four, Clemson, 9-1. With A&M, Texas A&M, 7-1, sitting at number five. Cincinnati, 8-0, sitting at six. Indiana, 6-1 six at number seven. Iowa State, 8-2, sitting at number eight. So, oh. And, of course, 
Georgia, your Bulldogs are sitting at number 10 uh, at 7-2. I don't think that's really going to matter much for them. But, again, last minute, DT, what you got? Okay, so this should be a lesson to everyone about college football. It's all about money. All of it. Because from a number of game standpoint, Ohio State should not be playing in their conference championship. If you couldn't but start with the rest of the of their this. conference president lifted the uh game the the, the, the game limit, standard yeah. specifically to have to them make sure in, they got in to make sure they could win they could possibly win their conference and then get into that final four. It's all about money. That's unfair to the other kids at other schools who played their games. Especially what's going on, man. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back here. It's the Underground Sports Kings. Kells, whoa, DT. Don't go nowhere. Here at the I Am Wool Podcast, we believe that woman is God's greatest creation. Why? Because woman is the bearer of life. There will be no us without woman. And therefore, you need to make sure you provide woman with the best services possible as she ventures into her journey into motherhood. How do you do that? You need to reach out to the Comadres Group. Actually, reach out to founder Haiti Salas Taylor. And you can find her at comadresgroup.com or on Instagram at comadres underscore group. Their aim is to provide positive support from your pregnancy into your motherhood journey. They also provide physical, mental, and educational support to women with doula services and massage therapy. So make sure your woman is getting the best possible care she needs during the most amazing time of her life. That's Kamara's group. And make sure you check in and let them know that Woe sent you. We are back on the ground sports kings. Kells is in the building. Yes, sir. DT was had it found. Going on. Man, you know what it is. It's woke. Like I said, UGSK, we right here. We coming back with a whole new part of a segment. We'll call it this. We're, we're inserting a new piece to the segment. Uh, here, we're kings. We pride in the crown that we were, the sports crowns. You know what I'm saying? And we call ourselves the underground sports kings because we are self made. And nobody gave us nothing. we building this for ourselves. That being said, um, we're going to keep this thing along the lines of royalty. So, introduction to the segment is called Crowning. And we're going to go ahead and go round table and we're going to present our crown to who had the best week sports-wise. So, Kels, we're going to start with you and we're going to work our way around. Well, the person I'm actually going to crown today... He necessarily had the best week, but I'm going to give him a real strong shout-out to Jalen Hurst, man. On your first start, coming out getting the W against the Saints, man. People didn't think you could do it, but, hey, I'm crowning you today, bro, because you deserve it, man. <laughs> yeah, I, um, sorry, baby. Love you. Who that? And, look, the bad part is I know I was sitting over here like, man, I can't believe they finna throw this boy to the wolves. But at the same time, I had to brace myself because I was like, the Saints defense really thrives off of quarterbacks who are immobile. Jalen Hurts is built. Yeah, that's pretty much that's all that's in the NFC South. Yeah. Quarterbacks we who can't move quarterbacks. Yes. <laughs> Even their own. We that, can't move he, quarterbacks. He doesn't fit that mold. So, um, I ain't gonna, well, but I ain't gonna lie. I thought the same thing. Like, yo, this is a setup. I literally thought this was a setup. Like, bro, if you want if you want Carson Wentz to play, just have him out there. Don't say, oh, we're gonna give Jalen Hurts a chance, then he's he gonna do put bad, him out there. Against and then it's like, see, we gave him a chance. No, don't no. put him out there against like the number one or top three defense in the league, bro. Yeah. That's wrong. They been good this year. And then they won. I'm like, well, he still played like crap. But that I mean hey, they won. Aye, DT, who you presenting your crown to, man? To the biggest linebacker to play running back ever, uh, Derrick Henry. <laughs> <laughs> 26 carries, 215 yards, two touchdowns. It's just like to tackle him, 
I think like they like it you I would I would have something in my in my pocket or something like when I play them like give them like a little you know a little poke with something like they get, like can you imagine this dude running at you if you a DB? I don't want to imagine that, and I'm a linebacker. I don't want to hit you. Like I'm a move. I don't. Coach, uh, especially uh, if he's a. Hey, what's doing? Why you ain't tackling tackle him? him? Coach, you get out there and tackle him. You see, you don't see how big he is. I'm not. No, I'm not tackling him. Hey, what, <laughs> what movie that's on? Your boy, uh, he does the train noise. When he, woo, woo! Like uh, that's I'm, how I see him when he coming. Like, nah, I, like yeah. trying to tackle him be like you remember. <laughs> In uh, uh, any given Sunday, where Jerry Fox was like, "Say he gonna make me a quarterback because I got quick feet." I here trying to tackle two hundred fifty pounds. I don't do that type of stuff. <laughs> right, exactly. Not tackling him, coach. No, no, no. I, I got blocked. <laughs> it was a one on one. I got blocked. Somebody blocked me. I didn't see it. I don't, I don't know. I got All right. Let me go ahead and hand my crown. Um, I'm gonna give my crown again back to the man I just gave a shout out to, Robert Gillespie. Again, running back coach. The man is coaching under Mac Brown, for God's sakes. That is football uh, royalty right there as well. But again, with the likes of having names of Marcus Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, and now you can add what is arguably probably the best rushing attack we have seen in one game. Under your belt, Robert Gillespie, sir, it's your time, man. Uh, I salute you, man. Uh, you know, I can give the, the, the shout-out to the Young Kings for, for what they did on the field, but your performance on the field comes with preparation, and preparation starts with the leadership that is in place. So uh, I'm going to give the shout-out again, man. Hattiesburg's on, Robert Gillespie. Now, here comes a part of the segment where it's going to get interesting. So we handed our crowns off, but – Again, part of being royalty is you got to make the, t- the tough decisions. So, Kales, off with his head. Who you got, man? I gave y'all who I crowned, so you know. Oh, it's off with his head, man. Carson Wentz. Oh. Week after week, man, all I do is hear about how good this quarterback is. All the excuses of why they not winning and all of this and that. And... To me, it just sounds like a bunch of excuses, man. At the end of the day, the guy pans out not to be what you thought he was. Off with his head, man. New starter, Jalen Hurts, is your time, man. Take over. For the rest of the year, that's what it sounds like, too. I, I can't be mad at that because um, I'm so tired of him. Carson Wentz almost won MVP. I mean, what Brandon said, bro, almost doesn't count. Right. Hey, man, I said that. <laughs> and he only didn't win it because he got hurt, but... Yeah, he, he is kind of bad right now. But yeah. he ain't done nothing since. Like, <laughs> yeah. come on, bro. You supposed to bounce back. It bounced down. Now, don't get, don't get me wrong. I know they have had uh, health they had issues. Injuries. Yes, I They've know. had health issues. Man. Everybody else has, bro. This dude looks bad. That's because that offensive line looks bad, too. Like, we <laughs> Okay. They're bad. Okay, bigger question. Doug Peterson or Carson Wentz? Who's the bigger issue, the coach or the quarterback? Uh, I'm going to go to quarterback on this one. I know everybody always want to go to the coach. But uh, remember, this this coach won a championship with Nick Foles. Right. That's true. Who played like what? He, he played like five games? And we've mm. seen what he did this year. I DT. I ain't going to lie, man. I changed. I literally just changed mine. But the reason why I changed it. And this this is not a knock on who your crown was who your crown was given to, but bro, uh, Blake Baker, defense coordinator from Miami. Nah, bro, for five hundred yards rushing, five hundred yards, five forty four. Nah, bro, hey, dog, hey, come here, man. I need come here, come sit right here. I need to talk to you real quick, dog. No, no, you need to go get two men in the truck. Bro, I, what what say, Mike? Say it again, like two uh, men. Let's go. Uh, excuse on. me, two men in the truck. Uh, we have a pickup for you down in Miami. Uh, can, can you come immediately, please? Can you get here immediately, like right now? We pay extra, no problem. Hey, cool with. Hey, he ain't even get on the bus. Man. Hey, I know they was over there with the fans. Probably sit, everybody sitting over there, just like like um like your boy was in the Apollo Creed corner. Throw the towel. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, like, yo, 
is arguably the biggest weapon in college football because the man has 11 touchdowns. 11 receiving touchdowns. This is true. Alright? Over 600 yards catching and 11 touchdowns and health concerns, we're going to put him out. We're going to save him for the SEC championship. And in the game you need to win a shootout, you got your star tight end over here begging you publicly, put me in the game, coach. Please let me play. Now you come out and say, oh, he good. He ready to go next week. Now, against Alabama, you want to say, let's put him out there. Dan Mullen, what that shows me is, here, here, here's, that shows me, you want to make it sound like you were concerned for your player, but you just flat out were not thinking. You don't do that. And arguably the biggest game of your season this point. But then to show the lack of discipline on your team, oh, I'm not gonna let him, I'm not gonna let him make it. I'm not gonna mention his name because he don't deserve to be mentioned. But the little DB who after the tackle takes the shoe, throws it down the field. He wouldn't have made it back. I'm blaming coaching on all this all the way around, sir. This was you. Your season came undone. At your hand. Your hands right here. Off with his head. Done. What y'all think about that? It's tough. Because I will say this. I had the thought, right? I wasn't that worried as a Florida fan, right? I wasn't that worried with, with my guy not playing. Because I know we got other receivers that they get the ball to. Kyle Trask been doing a good job getting the ball to different receivers and stuff like that. And then the other aspect of it was LSU haven't been doing that good this year, so That's it wasn't the same type of threat that you thought. But I will say this: I did see LSU play Alabama last week. They look like they started to kind of, you know, do but, they started doing a little bit better. But this but, has been the most inconsistent offense in the, in arguably in college football this year. Yeah, uh, because they've had inconsistent play at quarterback. Right. If I'm going high in the world, did I end up in a shootout? But well, that was—I don't think he expected to be in one, and it just happened that way. Um, hold but uh, inconsistent this year. Oh god! <laughs> hey, man, this year? I'm—I'm I'm just speaking. Last about, year was a was a shock to me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> wait for LSU? Yes. Oh my god! You found a quarterback. Oh my god! Y'all playing well? Cause prior to that, who have they had? What they had? Man, I'm not gonna say they were inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. Who have they had? They had Manberger before that. Again, who had that? <laughs> they had, hey, they had Bro, Marcus Russell this, way back in the day. This is the only SEC team that ain't never found. Seems like they ain't never found a quarterback. Let me never. go ahead and see. All right, excuse. I got y'all LSU. Uh, I got what you not finna do because you got big name quarterbacks. Think you finna tell us about who what I was supposed to do with uh, quarterbacks? I'm down, bro. Come on. Where's Justin Fields? Come on, bro. You telling me like I'm a Georgia fan. I don't like no I'm just saying. Oh, ooh, I almost said that R word on, on, on <laughs> those non. We don't like black people. Okay. People down there. Them them downstairs. Yeah. Gotcha. We, I, I don't. I don't. Hey, hey, don't like Georgia. I don't like how they did Ty Gurley. I don't like how they did AJ Green. I ain't never like Georgia. Nevertheless, we are not going to sit here and act like LSU has been 
the epitome of consistency no. from the offensive end. I'm Bruh, saying, but they been like, good. I'm just going. They on, ain't been good. They I'm saying good on this year. this year alone, as far as what we have seen from offensively, they have been uh, beyond me. For mediocre. six straight years, they've been doing that toss dive that ain't never worked. <laughs> <laughs> they got rid of got rid of Miles, and then Gus come. Uh, uh, what's it? it yeah, it was around coming down here. <laughs> mm-hmm. we he, he had a tough yeah, run. Yeah, yeah, he got lucky last year. Yeah, right. We, we on track. Yeah, yeah. And then what happened? And he sounded like the coach from Waterboy, man. Yeah. And then as soon as they play, as soon as they play Alabama, man, they told me on the What does he do? Go to the toss dive. We know that play. Yeah, they do too, fool. Anyways, they they the toss dive was less Miles puppy. And he turned around and started doing it. Again, the hey. first year against he Alabama. raised it. So right. I, still, man, I I just go to the toss dive. We gonna run that Oh my god! No, for real, I was cool. Like yo, okay. I thought it was straight. Like man, that's cool. You know, you looking after your player. That's good because nobody else does that. Everything is about winning. Like I need to win right now. I don't care about your health. I don't care. You know. Okay, cool. You care about the man's health. But if you really cared, you'd be like, you know what? If that's how you feel, we're not gonna you're not gonna play no more the rest of the season. Usually, when when you're like, if you're a game time decision, it's in order to decide when the player is gonna play the next game. You don't come out the very next day. You don't come out less than twenty four hours and say, "Oh, he's ready to go." Well, we already knew he was ready to go before the game. That's the part that's concerning to me because I'm like, Dan Mullen made this statement at this point in time uh, around five p.m. Sunday. Yeah, Sandy. The game, like I said, it's been twenty four hours. Like, it ain't been a full twenty four hours. Yeah, Sandy now makes you look like. What well, said he was gonna be ready before the game? He said he just wasn't gonna be playing this weekend. This yeah. game. Hey, if he we... was ready, he should have played. But anyway, look, we gotta pause. Let's go ahead and get ready. Bring in segment three. We're gonna go ahead and knock this thing out of Thunderground Sports Kings. It's Kels DT. Whoa, stay with us, man. At this time, we're taking a break from the Underground Sports King show that I do hope you're enjoying to bring you other podcasts that you might be interested in. With that being said, this is a black media movement, so allow me to introduce to you Black With No Chaser podcast that is hosted by TK, Tyrus Kennedy. We also have the Shade and Shit Talking podcast hosted by TK himself as well. Next, we have the Unapologetic Experience hosted by Mr. Jarius Thomas. And Mr. Jarius Thomas and TK, they combine to make the culture sports. That's right, and occasionally if you pay attention and listen closely, occasionally the one and only Wolster might make an appearance. Oh, Lord, what they gonna do with it? And uh, finally, we have the I Am Wolf podcast. All shows are available on all major platforms. Make sure you continue to support the black media movement as we continue to support and bless you. Thank you. We love you. Segment three is up. The Kings are back. What is that? The Kings is yep. here. We here. We here. Kells is in the building. You hear me? You already know. DT, what's happening, fam? What it do? Man, it's Woe here, man. And uh, we finna finish this thing off. Ball talk, baby. We want to say welcome back to the NBA. Yes, officially. Uh, preseason had kicked in as of December 11th. Um, there was some games being played. There was some new, new faces in new places. Uh, there was some rotations that we was kind of scratching our heads on. Like, is this gonna work? Um, again, ATL, you gotta show us some. You got to. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot that out. Very first night, uh, the Hawks lost 116-112 to the Magic. Uh, Knicks beat the Pistons 90-84. Rockets beat Bulls 125-104 in the Wall Cousins era beginning without James Harden, who we will discuss momentarily. Lakers beat Clippers. Get used to that. 87-81. And uh, Blazers beat the beat the brakes off the Kings 127-102. Um, First night, man, uh, like I said, we saw Melo put in work. Saw Melo yeah, getting buckets. Right. We saw De'Aaron Fox got a haircut. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it's weird. 
It's weird. Um, we saw Trez in the Laker uniform, Pat Bell still talking reckless, and they still can't beat us uh, without LBJ in AD. Right. Um, we saw the rustless and hardenless Rockets again going up against the Bulls with uh, Billy Donovan as their head coach. Uh, same result. No difference. Um, Knicks Pistons. It's very rare that you hear that the Knicks got to win. It is, but they are playing the Pistons, man. And the Pistons really ain't in no better position, to tell you the truth. Man, I'm, somebody go get Derrick Rose. For <laughs> somebody for real say that, man. But again, man, ATL, you got some work to show us. Uh, there was another night, man, uh, night two, um, which was Saturday. Thunder over Spurs, 121-108. Pacers lose to the Cavs 104-107. Shout out to Okoro for the ball, though. Go you know? ahead, Dean. Go ahead, Dean. But uh, speaking of ball, uh, Raptors 111 over the Hornets 100. LaMelo ball, no points. But he made an awesome, uh, what's the word, y'all? Or just Contribution. Two words, Contribution yeah. offense uh, as far as those assists. He had 10 boards, but it was the pass. It was the behind-the-back pass. While in transition, that was spot on. That was reminiscent of one who, DT? Jason Kidd. Off top. Uh, my basketball head here, Kels DT, vehemently agree with the fact that this kid reminds them of a young Jason Kidd. So make sure you take that into consideration when you watch him play. Grizzlies, 107 over the T-Wolves, 105. Mavs over Bucks, 112-102. Warriors over Nuggets in the return of Curry. Um, who was, by the way, expanded his pregame shooting. But they are 107-105. And then the Utah Jazz hand the Phoenix Suns their first loss of the preseason as we uh, witnessed the Booker-Chris Paul era takeaway uh, with the Donovan Mitchell-led Utah Jazz. Um, fellas, let's talk ball. Let's do that. Let's do that. Uh, what, did, what, did, what did you see, man, that uh, – this weekend thus far that's really grabbed your attention? I will say, man, look, out of the draft picks, right, that we, we just saw a month ago, um, really, man, look, LaMelo actually looks like he, he should be a top draft pick. Like, he's got really good vision. He, he makes plays. He's not, a, he's not a great shooter, but at the end of the day, he'll make your team better, right? And, and at the same time, with the size, man, the boy grabs rebounds. He plays, he plays pretty decent defense. I think he's going to get a lot of minutes. Um, as far as your number one pick, I you know, he's good, but I, I don't think he's going to jump right in there yet. He hasn't quite shown what's in his arsenal yet. He's kind of like, I guess he's having those early NBA rook jitters, you know. So And they didn't have a training camp. So in our actuality minute, it's not the same as having a summer a summer summer training camp, man, and then you come into the preseason. This is pretty much it. You you jumping out there to the wolves. So that you are. Uh, but another guy to keep a lookout on is Denia Villa, the guy that they drafted number I think number seven, Washington Wizards. The guy can shoot. All right. <laughs> he can shoot the ball. And he's he's not a bad athlete. So uh just just watch out for him, man. Washington is actually going to be a good team to, to, to look for this this, this season. I'm going to say this. Um, the Hornets, when I watched them, they started out on fire. They fizzled. They don't have enough um, scores to really keep up with. If, if you if you have a team that really can put up points, they, they can't do it. Um, they do have a lot of players who are going to feed off of LaMelo Ball. When you think of a Bismack Biombo. Um, you're thinking about Miles Bridges, who I think led the team in scoring yesterday with 12 points. Uh, but Miles Bridges, you know, from LaMelo Ball, that's going to be a connection that's going is, is going to – I ain't going to say going to set the world on, world, on, world on fire, but yeah. it'll keep the Hornets relevant. The the uh, Ball and Bridges? Yeah. It actually reminds me of Kid and Jefferson. Look at it. It is. I, but I, I like it. It's funny, though, when I see everybody else on their team with full beards, and I think and I see LaMelo, and I'm like, this kid look like he's 15. He, like, he's not even a grown man. That's how you feel. <laughs> well, I mean, he ain't 
but I know he's nineteen. Yeah, he's. 1890 
Dog, why in the world did Russell Westbrook shoot the ball 44 times? What is going on? Why in the world did Paul George go 4 for 20? Russ, why didn't you shoot the ball more? Because apparently you didn't get no help. Was it 4? Was it 4? I thought it was 2 or 16. But it was... Either Man. way it go. It was ugly. I was like 2 or 16, <laughs> 4 for 20. It, the numbers it pretty was, much add up. The same. It, it was, was bad. ugly, man. And... Uh, no, I, I was I'm not a Westbrook apologist. I've always been on record as saying, you know, since Kobe, Westbrook is my favorite player because the spirit of of Jordan Kobe transitioned with him. Um but no, so I know him. Westbrook is not going to apologize for doing what needs to be done to win. Uh is he your ideal point guard? No. Yes, but, he, but when you He wasn't, you, but he is now. But when you have Players who are fully capable of dominating a game and they refuse to either shoot or they just flat out can't shoot. Somebody got to take the shots. Definitely so. So that, yeah, I didn't understand what in the world went on with Paul George that game. I definitely didn't understand what happened when he hit the side of the backboard. Uh, the side With a trip to the Western Conference Finals on the line. This is how y'all playing. Uh, Kills, what's your thoughts on that, man? It's too much money, first and <laughs> foremost. Like, it's too much money to be paying Robin. You pay Batman or Superman that kind of money. You don't pay Robin that nah. kind of money. Scotty Pippen was show. Yeah. He showed with a love there, seeing well, some kind of love okay, like that. Here's the thing. Y'all got to think about this. You pay. You can pay Robin that kind of money if the expectation. Is for Robin to possibly be Batman at some point yeah. or be Batman sometime. No, you're right. Because AD got $192 million. AD be leading scoring. Exactly. exactly. AD, I mean, come on. That, that, that's what I mean. Like, what I mean. When, you look at, when you look at Paul George's contract, bro, I'm $192 million. You averaged 21 points last year. That was worse, seven points worse than your. Last year. Last year in OKC where you was 28 and 8. And it's only one point better than his entire career. I don't understand it. I really it don't make sense to me. But you know what? Down in the last minute of the show, I'm gonna drop the bomb. We're gonna do a, a fourth segment. Because we at the Underground Sports King, we don't run from no topic. And there is a topic that we have yet to address, and we would definitely dive head first into it. Top 50 NBA players round two has oh, been no. dropped. Top 50 all time. It's been updated. ESPN released it. We are going to put our stamp on this and show you how we feel about it. Um, so, fellas, I hope you got your your your, your adjustments ready. Uh, We're going to have a full 15 minutes to unload this clip. You feel me? I, I, and I see DT over here. He done moved his hat. Y'all better, y'all, hey. <laughs> <laughs> y'all better drug test some of these NBA people, bro. Real, dog. <laughs> I'm trying to understand some things, man. But, um, no, we are going to come back 4-7. It's a special segment here. We're going to address the top 50 current players as listed by ESPN. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. Imagine a world where black men can talk and communicate properly. Not only to our spouses, our children, but amongst each other. Welcome to I Am World Podcast. Here at I Am World Podcast, we're here to build and strengthen the level of communication amongst black men with other black men. Black men with their spouses, black men with their children, black men with their co-workers. We're here to bridge that gap of communication. And here at I Am World Podcast, your voice will be heard. We're here to help bridge the gap for mental health awareness. We're here to bridge the gap between brother and sister. We are here to build. We are here to grow. We are here to become one. I am Wool. I'm your host, Dwayne Sutton. And make sure you tune in to the I Am Wool podcast every Wednesday here on Anchor. Special segment alert. Get your popcorn ready. It's going down. UGSK, we have returned for a special segment. We said we were going to do it. We've run from nothing. So make sure you're ready for this. Um, This is the current update to the top 50 all-time NBA players. A list dropped by ESPN. 
Kales, DT, whoa, like I said, we run from nothing. We're going to address some of what we feel like are errors on this list. And I'm going to tell you right now, the room is full of energy. And I ain't going to take up too much of your time because I know the brothers want to get in here. So, without further ado, let me go ahead. DT, we want to get straight to you. One through ten. Matter of fact, let's make sure we go ahead and shout this out. One through ten is going like this. Courtney ESPN. One, MJ. Two, LBJ. Three, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Four, Russell. Five, Magic. Six, Wilt. Seven, Bird. Eight, Tim Duncan. Nine, Bean. Ten, The Diesel. One through ten. What are your issues there? Okay. Uh, arguably, Kobe Bryant might be the greatest player of all time. Simple as that. I live we you know what? I've I've always been the person to say, no nah, man, Michael Jordan is the greatest of all time. Somebody actually asked me one day, said there, did Kobe, did uh, Michael Jordan have better handles than Kobe Bryant? Uh no he didn't. Okay, that's the end of discussion. Because everything else, they were pretty much the same. So if Kobe had better handles, wouldn't that mean that Kobe is probably better? Yes. What I can guarantee you is that he damn sure ain't number nine. Nah. He ain't number nine. I'm sorry, people. I know y'all love LeBron. I know he a freak of nature. I know he got five championships and everything like that. Kobe, if he is not number one, he is number two. LeBron is not the second best player in of all time. Pauls, Kales, what do you feel about Kobe, man? I agree. You know, I'm a Kobe man anyway. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day... We know the closest thing to Jordan is who? Kobe. Oh, right. At the end of the day. Uh, and, and by the way, let's just be frank. LeBron has been in too many championships and lost. So, like, I mean, you great. You put up the numbers. You big. You all of that. You the freak of nature that we ain't never seen before. But you still not number two. All right. Um, off of talent alone, um, you could say that you, you, that's why people want to elevate LeBron up there. But off of results, nah. Hell no. Um, Kobe Bean Bryant should be nothing less than five on this list. Um, and I'm, I'm saying that because number five is Magic Johnson. Right. I have pissed a lot of people off by saying who the greatest Laker of all time is. And they don't agree with me. They actually like to talk smack to me. I agree. But I'm sorry. Mr. Laker himself is none other than the great. And that's not because he's no longer with us. Kobe Bean Bryant. Oh, okay. I thought I was going to say, bro, uh, I'm a Magic fan, but no, it's not. He's not. It's Mr. Laker. Kobe Bean Bryant is Mr. Laker. And if he's Mr. Laker, if he's the best Laker of all time, you could argue that he belongs on this list above Magic. You could argue he belongs on this list above uh, Kareem. But because of the longevity uh, of Kareem's career, um, not only that, but his most damning work was as Lou Alcindor. Um... He was just a problem. Uh, he was just a freaking problem. You know what? Let me, let me say this real quick, too. Mm-hmm. So we can so we hurry and get back to the list. But for people in the LeBron thing, like, yo, I want y'all to, I want y'all to go back and listen to something he himself said. 2008, being on that Olympic team. Right. Being under Kobe Bryant. Mind you, people wanted, people at that time were trying to come to L.A. Battier wanted to come to L.A. Right. To play to play with Kobe, he was not the only one. Mike Miller wanted to come to LA to play to play with Kobe. So it wasn't until after that LeBron himself said, "I learned how to be a better player and a and a better and, and better at what I do by being around Kobe nonstop." Well, I learned a better work. Kobe improved Kobe. that year. Kobe helped LeBron elevate. He brought the monster out of Carmelo Anthony. Um, that's the one who really just unleashed all hell in the paint. Mellow post-Olympics. That's when he was just a freaking problem. But Kobe elevated the play of everybody he played with, but especially because the story came out when he got there. We know what he specialized in. He went straight to Coach K. I want to guard the best team's uh, player every night. Every night. He went out, I'm not worried he about went out to Kyrie for the first practice. And this is young Kyrie before all the injuries. But here, before we go into the Kobe love, is let's go ahead and re- that's the, the now another top ten issue. Kales, what you got, man? Shaq, come on, man. That's Y'all what got I was Shaq at ten. He the best, most. I'm, forget the best. He's the most dominant 
big man. I don't care if you're powerful or center, whatever you want. It don't even matter. He's the most dominant big man. If you're going to have a big man on here, the first one you should see is Shaq. That's where I was going. Shaq said to himself, they didn't really run plays for me in L.A. I had three plays. He said, but what I would do, I beat my man down the court. I get as deep in the paint as I could, and I put him on my back. That's what he's supposed to do. Barbecue chicken. Now, think. <laughs> if they saying they didn't, he didn't, if he said they didn't have plays for him, and the dude was still averaging 25 plus, come on, man. Man, Shaq was at one point was yeah, 30 plus, so, and he looked like 20 like, rebounds. Come, come on, dog. Like, that, <laughs> like that it wasn't nothing to turn on the playoff game. Shaq had 38 and 24 rebounds. Like, these are the unreal 10, numbers, man. That top 10 is. is, is, is and, and, and here's the thing. We have, we've all said this as well. The level of competition that Shaq had to face was a lot stronger than what Russell faced. What now Kareem and Wilt faced each other, but as far as around the league as a whole, um, nah, nah, ain't Dude, no way. Shaq was. You gotta remember, Shaq is in a time of David Robinson, Kim Olajuwon, uh, Patrick Ewing, Rich um, Smiths, Lonzo Mourning, Tim Duncan, Yao Ming, it's, like dude. Every night there was a seven footer waiting on him. Yeah, he, he had shot and he Miami, like, uh, Lonzo. Every night there's a seven footer waiting on you. Um. Anyway, eleven through twenty, the big old Oscar Robinson, Hakeem Olajuwon at twelve, Steph Curry thirteen, KD fourteen, Doctor J fifteen, the logo sixteen, Mailman seventeen. Ooh, excuse me, Moses Malone eighteen. Dirk, 19, and KG, 20. Thoughts on that? I got a problem with 13, 15, and 19. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 13, 15, 19. Yeah. 13 Steph, is, is, Steph, is Curry. Doc, Dirk. Yes. Go. My pro- Now, my problem with Curry is uh, it's not that he shouldn't be on the list. It's not that he's good. But there's a person uh, further down the list. Who was his? Who was his size? And I'm sorry, the boy is a nightmare. That is Allen Iverson, mm-hmm. number twenty nine. You, you not gonna tell me? I don't care how good Curry can shoot. I know everybody gonna say it. Oh well, Curry was a much better shooter. I could care less. I could care less. Who was on the daggum team that went to the finals with Iverson? Nobody really. Aaron McKee. Really no. And, Aaron <laughs> and Snow. Eric Snow. Right. Exactly. And the Kimbe. And the Kimbe was pretty much. Theo Ratliff. Yeah. That's <laughs> another person we forgot Shaq had to face. And he. The Kimbe. That was yeah. barbecue chicken. No, shrimp, no, no. Pork chops. Everything. Like. Man, it, man. Was, it was a barbecue. Was a it was barbecue <laughs> fest. That the, bad, the bad part is. If you see the scene in the locker room of the All-Star game. When uh, the Kimbe and Mike are talking to each other. And. Uh. He said, Mike, you never got me. You never got me. And Pat looks over. He's like, he never got you? Oh, he going to get you. He going to get you. <laughs> and I'm saying, like, why are the centers in the NBA worried about the 6'6", six, six, right, two-guard? Guard. Right. Embarrassing them. Yeah, now, I got a problem with him. not saying that he shouldn't be on the list. He shouldn't, he shouldn't be that high above some of the other people. I got a problem with Doc because right under him is uh, – uh, Scotty Pippen, I I, I kind of got an issue with that. That don't make no sense to me. Also, a little bit further behind him is KG. I got a problem with that. Mm-hmm. Also, nineteen. I'm sorry. I know we want to love Dirk, but bro, you seven foot two with three rounds, three rebounds a game just don't cut it for me. I don't care how good you can shoot. Yeah. Th- this is why I say we don't we don't put so much emphasis in shooting in this sport that it's ridiculous. Dirk went out. And won a title. He didn't go and get people to come in and say, "Hey, no, he hey, 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 we need to link up this summer, and you know we need to join forces. Uh, let's put a song together. Maybe we can beat him." Like he didn't do all of that with but it. But do you like, know? But okay, that's true. I will give you that. But he did it because Dirk did what foot, LeBron couldn't do. He did it because the six foot eight punk he was playing against didn't want to step into his power. Dirk, the guy did, that y'all think is the number two best player of Dirk all time, did what the number two player on this list has never done. Well, this is what I would say, right? I ain't mad at Dirk being nineteen, right? So to speak, right? It's not, it's not Dirk being nineteen. I ain't it's mad the fact at him. that KG right behind him, and then putting, you I'm got a couple KG people in front him. of him, right? You could reorder this to where Dirk still be at nineteen, and you have better players 
actually ahead of him that you could be like, all right, I'm comfortable with that. Because, bro, KG was a beast. In now, let me do something real quick because I'm going to make my, my, my statement real quick. I'm not going to do this. You're not going to do Doc like this. Because why? Here's my thing. In the 80s, the powerhouses of the NBA were the Lakers and the Celtics. But there was also another team whose name was always relevant in that mix. Yeah, that was the Sixers. Right. All right? That Sixers consisted of this Dr. J and that number 18 Moses Malone that were pure hell. There was a reason why. Ask Larry Bird about Dr. J. No, Dr. J is <laughs> arguably the guy before Michael Jordan, basically. Well, yeah, he's. Come on, man. Yeah, I mean, that, that's not no argument. There's no Michael Jordan do. without Dr. J. But again. Well, we like, talk. We talk about Kobe this. Bryant without without Michael Jordan. You're right, but I'm, but you're right. I'm still not gonna get number fifteen. What I'm saying is, all right. So this is like this for me. When you're the best of the best, people shouldn't be winning on your watch, right? Once you've reached that that peak, True people enough. shouldn't be winning on your watch. All right. Jordan was the best of the best, six and zero. But in that six and zero, he had the two years off. And the two years off, if you're the best of the best, that's when you're supposed to step up Hakeem and get you a title. Shaq didn't do. It. Pat didn't do it. Hakeem did. Hakeem did. I don't I don't like Hakeem sitting at twelve. I'm gonna be honest with you. He deserved to be in the top ten. Well, obviously, I'm not thinking the next mo- the best skilled big man is Hakeem. But but here's my point. This is my point though. When Bird and Magic wasn't winning, it was Doc and Moses who was taking that title. Matter of fact, the 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 rookie year that everybody brags about for Magic came against these Sixers. So from 80, 81, 82, 83, 84, like those Sixers, they kept the NBA because you could have just said everybody like say it wasn't but two teams. No, those Sixers three. mattered. Bro. But they only won right. one. They but just was in there. Mo that's, Cheeks. That's the team. Not on this list, but that's the team. All right, we got I three minutes it. to go. We really need to go ahead and address something. Twenty-one through fifty. There are some people on this list who have been flat out disrespected. Iverson. We are definitely going to shout out Allen Iverson. At 29, behind John Stockton and only ahead of a Steve Nash, ain't no way in the world. Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley sitting at 23 would normally seem okay, when you, but except for the fact that when I look at the people ahead of him, I'm not putting Dirk over Charles Barkley. Mm-hmm. I'm no. honestly not putting Moses Malone over Charles Barkley. With most of them people, that was most of them. Uh, Who's 22? Is that Adrian Daly? Elgin Baylor. One through, okay. one through yeah. 20. A good number of them ain't going above Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade is arguably the, what, third Dwayne best. Dwayne Wade is ranked 26 on this list, just right. behind Kawhi Leonard and just ahead of Giannis. Both of whom I feel like don't don't deserve to be in the top 20, 30, anything. Kawhi Leonard, drop you down. Giannis, you ain't won nothing except an MVP. Hey. Yo, wait, wait, no, no, Gian- Giannis can stay. No, no, I, I'm, I'm not really putting him at 27. Uh, I, 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 he could be higher. He, he is above right now. He's above James Harden. He's above Isaiah Thomas. He's above Jason Kidd, Kevin McHale, Patrick Ewing. No, I I'm understand not putting that, that man. No. But, but those people could be, be higher at the same and time. And then Mr. Triple Double. One of my biggest issues, though, although, yes, Jason Kidd should be higher. 31, hey, can I, can I remind y'all that Isaiah Thomas – Went out and scored like 30-some points on damn near broke ankle. ankle. Yeah. It was like, what, two ligaments away from being broke or something? Yeah, let me go ahead. Meanwhile, your number two player had to come out of the game because he had cramps. Let, let me he go ahead and say Let me say this, though. AD is number 45. You put Giannis almost 20 spots ahead of Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah. I'm, I, at the I'm end of the day, I, I do think Giannis, is, he's younger. He ain't had as many years, but I do think Giannis, I'm at not. this stage right now, He's he's on a, he's on a blazing trail to be at one of them. That's all five. potential, but Yo. what I see, last thirty seconds, real first. quick, forty two. Hey man, Russell averaged a triple double for three straight years. Right. Why he at forty two? That's nonsense. And Steve Nash at thirty. They said that once uh, Big O did it, it would never be done again. I don't he understand. He did it three straight years after. But anyway, this has been the Underground Sports Kings. We just wanted to hit drop our dimes in there on the top fifty for Kales for DT. It's whoa, the Underground Sports Kings. We out. Looking for something different? Looking to upgrade your wardrobe? Looking for something to express who you are? What you are? Where you come from? Look no further than Dante's Dawson. That's right. Owner of We Ain't Black, We Gold shirts. 
See Dante's for all the shirts and basically the work to make a statement. We ain't black. We go. Precious. Priceless. And that's a bit. So with that being said, you can find Dante's on Facebook. Just search Dante's Dawson. Power in his name on Instagram. Real power in him on Twitter. Or simply just email him at Dawson at powerinhisname.com that's right Dawson at powerinhisname.com and order your We Ain't Black We Gold shirts it's time to make an upgrade